So, can you first of all tell us a bit more about your DJ name? Where did it come from? Well, um, it's come from football, about 16. And uh, a lot of the friends that I have and interact with are actually from football. So they don't even know me by my first name. They just know me as Whopper or Whops. (laughs) So, um, and then as I sort of moved into doing a bit of DJing, it's just natural to just use the name that everyone knew me as. So, Can you tell us a bit about how you started out and progressed? Yeah, so uh, I think a friend of mine had uh, a pair of belt drive uh, turntables and um, they were chucking them out. He said, oh, do you want them? I said, oh, yeah, yeah. I had no idea how to DJ. So I took them home, connected them to the hi-fi, sort of figured it out slowly, um, painstakingly, because they were belt drives and you you tap it and it slows down like a broken tape and then pulls off like a broken tape as well. Um, So eventually I didn't get any uh, Technic 1210s, which were industry standard at the time, but um, got a pair of um, belt drive, uh, direct drive turntables um, and I was at uni at this time so mistakenly so a lot of my student loan money was going into paying for vinyls <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can hear the, the agreement covering right, yeah, uh, yeah. beside me but um, yeah so I, 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 I didn't I played the occasional birthday party or house party um, but I was doing it at home mostly and, and it got to the point where I couldn't carry on I was spending £8 a week on vinyls um, at somewhere in East London called um, Riven Division I used to go there a lot um, and it, it just got to the point where I couldn't I couldn't justify spending that money without getting the, the, the money back in so I stopped for maybe seven seven years didn't do anything and I suppose in that time MP3s and um, computers sort of came along and CDs came along first of all and made it a lot more accessible um, and uh, a good friend from football said um, knew that I DJ'd sort of back in the day and um, they needed someone for a birthday party and he said oh Whopper's a DJ and I was like yeah I am I had not <laughs> DJed for a while but then that got me back into it yeah. so I was DJing on CDs and then when uh, computers came along and MP3 started DJing on that as well um, after that then sort of transitioned into birthday parties and the occasional wedding um, and I've been doing that at varying amounts ever since so probably the last the last six to seven years been doing it off a computer or CDs yeah the majority of the DJs on our books are classified as open format um, just because of the events that come through which are all over the place and all over the shop in terms of music requirements um, how would you describe the term open format um, the format is almost play whatever keeps everyone happy um, <laughs> and that, that sounds silly but depending on your crowd that can be easier or a lot harder than what it sounds um, some crowds can just hear noise and they'll be happy some crowds can hear hits and they'll be happy and some crowds can hear only a specific genre and yeah. they'll be happy so um, I think for me your open format is, is, is gauging a crowd trying to track if it, if it works moving further down that genre taking them on a bit of a trip and yeah. if it doesn't raining it in with a hit from somewhere else quickly um, before it goes wrong yeah. then you lose the dance <laughs> that makes sense um, what I've 
what I try to do is put you into a, a scene. Imagine yourself, you're DJing mm. for the dance floor. The dance floor's packed in front of you. The client has given you mm. a yep. specific brief saying, I only want to hear you know, tracks from the, let's say, 1985. Yes. It's very niche. Um, and then some drunken person comes up to you about 11 dance floors packed. Everyone's getting mad. This person comes up to you completely drunk saying, oh, now you've got to play some Spice Girls. What do you do? And I had, you know, this is a really good question because I have <laughs> experience of these kind of situations <laughs> and I've learned. Um, not with the kind of example that you've given me, but others, you, you keep the client happy. If you keep the client happy, you may lose some of the dance floor, but you guarantee that that client believes that you do what they ask for. They might not know what they want, but if they say, I want music from 1985, and you give them music from 1985, it's then not your fault that you lose the dance floor. If you then, they said music from 1985, and then you're playing something from 2000s, it may be a hit it might keep them happy but even if you do keep them happy they might not be happy with that because yeah. that's not what they've asked for so I, I, I find just you know, I, I find you keep whoever's booked you happy you tend to keep everyone else happy because they usually have a good idea of what their crowd will want yeah. sometimes that's not the case and in that kind of situation just keep the client happy clients themselves come in all sorts of shapes and sizes and well can, can you describe your ideal client I'd say Clients, the best kind of client that you can have is someone that gives you all the information that you need and they feel you need, but also gives you the space to play around with stuff. So they'll, they, you know, they'll give you, for example, not just a genre, but maybe a, a track list. But they also say, "But I trust in you, so yeah. use this as your basis and play around around that playlist." Um, I think if you've got that kind of client. Um, and sometimes you just need to be able to build a connection with a, with a client. If you can, if they feel you're a nice person and you feel they're a nice person, then you, you kind yeah. of, you almost have a belief and a knowledge that whatever music the two of you choose is going to work. If you come across a client that is quite rude or demanding in the way that they say, right, this is the playlist, don't play anything else, that, that, that sends alarm bells. You can't play anything else other than this track list. That begins to send alarm bells for me. So, and in that situation, you play what they want and just get out of it. So, yeah. Can you describe your first ever gig? I think the first one I remember properly was a, a house party in East London, and I remember it because I was playing. I don't know if you remember the um, the small little vinyls that reggae artists would use a lot uh, for dancehall music and you'd have to put a little cap in the middle to make oh, sure yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, I was playing like um, um, the 45s rather than yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so I was, play I was playing that in a house party in uh, East London stunk to sweat <laughs> packed to the rafters but it was, it was fun it was like, I, I really enjoyed it so went down in history <laughs> yeah actually how did you get paid for that one I don't think I got paid I think yeah I think I was so happy to be doing the gig it's just like it wasn't even a question for me I was just like yeah 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 I'll do it yeah. and I suppose that's something you learn along the way you can't just you can't just give it away even for, for friends because 
you're putting your time and your energy into it and if you move that extra step you're putting your money into the equipment as well and if you're not putting your money into the equipment you're putting your money into the rental of the equipment so you are still putting that money in and if you're doing it off the app goodness of your heart all the time um, it's not really good for the bank balance so yeah how far would you travel to get to a gig that would be dependent on the fee to be honest I wouldn't (laughs) it wouldn't if you're prepared to pay me I'll travel as long as I've got the time I'll travel you can send me up to Scotland so yeah Um, so you mentioned obviously learning to DJ back on vinyl so a quick one what was your first musical purchase the first one I remember was was I think it was Baby D let me be your fantasy I think yeah and then there were random drum and bass tracks after that and pop tracks Girls, stuff like that. So, I know you can't admit that in public, but yeah. Um, it's so, yeah. But let me be your fantasy still gets played today, though. Exactly. So, yeah. so you, you, were, you were ahead of the curve when you bought it. <laughs> um, on a scale of one to ten, how weird would you say? Weird. Um, Where 10's the weirdest. 10's the weirdest. Yeah. Uh, Simple, you normally say football, you play football and that sort of thing. Yeah, I'd, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was. I'd say like a three or four. I wouldn't say I'm overly weird. Um, Bit. I do random stuff. I like to mix my food and sauces and stuff like that. Well, not anything too. Yeah. Yeah. Two cereals in one bowl and stuff. No, I have cereal <laughs> at night though. So that's a bit weird. And, and, and dinner in the morning and all that kind of stuff. So uh, maybe a four actually, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, what would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? You got to go and get you. Well, you got to get. You got to have stuff to protect you and stuff to eat and water. So. Um, Somewhere to somewhere to live. Um, I don't know where in London, but uh, <laughs> munitions and uh, guns and ammo and um, and food. Being quite pragmatic about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. Thinking it through. You'd have to be. Yeah, I've got a friend who's got a gas mask in the back of his car for some reason. So he's he's what he's further down the, the curve than me. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one. What's something you're not very good at? I can procrastinate at times depending on situations um, I tend to do that when I'm DJing or organising DJing but other stuff in my life I can get distracted a bit easily. yeah yeah watching TV and stuff TV takes up YouTube takes up work. yeah and I find it it's either music or information it can be 11 o'clock and I'm about to go to bed and then it's, it's 1 o'clock and I've watched been on a rabbit hole yeah so next one uh, what's your ideal sandwich probably Every bacon or egg with chicken. With some sort of random sauce, so barbecue sauce or sweet chilli. No, both. And maybe maybe mayo as well, yeah. Might want to move that weird scale. (laughs) Yeah, five five or six. (laughs) And then the the final one, which is always the hardest question. You're DJing at the end of the world party and you've got to play the final song before the world ends. What is it? We'll meet again. <laughs> nice. Poetic. I think we would, but there's no guarantees. So. Storm DJ's podcast.